from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hope everybody's having a great morning this morning, and we appreciate you being here with us. We've been off the last couple of days because of the holiday season, because of Christmas, so I hope you've been enjoying your Christmas holiday season and the holidays in general. We have as well here at Wake Up Call with Dan Satoro. We've had a great time, had a great Christmas Eve and a great Christmas, and I'm going to extend it as far as I possibly can. With that being said, we are here on the show this Wednesday, uh, December 26th, and we got a lot of stuff to catch up on and get to. Monday morning quarterback with Marvin Graves coming up here in just a moment. And from there on the prowl in the second hour of the show, on the prowl, Jacksonville Jaguars coverage. We'll talk about the Jags going into their final game of the season, as well as them getting that dub going into that last game of the season. And, of course, we'll have, as we always do on a Wednesday, Coach Q will be joining us from Syracuse Women's Basketball to speak with us about the team every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, which includes this Wednesday. And we'll get to the annoying, or pardon me, the annoying moment of the week will be this Friday. We'll get to the ingredients to success at the end of today's show, which is usually at the end of Tuesday's show. But with yesterday being Christmas, we were not on the air. So we'll get to all of that today. We'll have Monday morning quarterback here on a Wednesday with Marvin Graves, then on the prowl, then we'll get to Coach Q, and we'll round out the show with the ingredients to success. So without further ado, happy to have Marvin on the show. Marvin, how are we doing today? Doing great, Dan. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you as well. And and I got to ask you, Marvin, how did you spend Christmas? What did you do for the holiday? Oh, man, it was it was real simple. You know, to me, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's about – you know, just family and, you know, just being around family normally. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have dinner at, you know, my house or my mom's house. Uh, so, you know, my mom and older sister live together now. So we just had a small dinner there. Um, they had me on the grill. So just made some burgers and turkey burgers and hot dogs. And we kind of kept it simple, man, and just hung out, watched movies and talked about old times. So, you know, that, that's what Christmas is about to me. It's, it's, it's not about, um, you know, the gifts and things like that. We, we do like to do that. Um, but we, my family, we try to keep it, you know, within our means and, you know, what we can afford. And the bottom line is, you know, we just enjoy being together. And, you know, you brought that up, you know, living within your means and whatnot, that it's uh, that it's not supposed to be strictly just a holiday of what did you buy me? What did you get me? So, you know, just what you could say about the bigger things, not just with Christmas, but in general, the bigger things in life and, and you know, giving someone your time, which is more valuable, or, you know, your energy or just being there and, and being a part of their lives and, and how that goes such a such a longer way, so to speak, than, you know, buying them an electronic and whatnot. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, if I was in a position, um, you know, if I can give gifts to, you know, a lot of people, um, that, that's what I would do. And, you know, it's about, 
the actual giving and, you know, making sure that um, you just, you know, brighten somebody's day or, you know, just make their life better or maybe even just give them a different look on life because they got something from, you know, a relative that they didn't expect or it was a totally different stranger. So, um, you know, I, I get it, you know, to give giving and whatever you can afford is cool. Um, but I just think, you know, it's more so the thought behind the gift um, that you give it. Um, it. It needs to be genuine to me. And when you look, you know, back on this holiday, what do you think was the, the most genuine gift that you gave, so to speak, be it a material or not? What's the most genuine thing that you feel like you're able to give? Um, just love, you know, to be totally honest with you, um, I, I didn't give any gifts. Um, I didn't give out any gifts. Um, you know, my, my daughters didn't get any gifts yesterday. Um, you know, we actually do have some money to do some things for them because, you know, I feel like they're doing well in school and, you know, they're doing pretty much what we asked them to do. But, um, you know, for me and my wife wasn't real happy with it. But, um, you know, it was just about being together and just realizing that you have everything you really need uh, for the situation that you're in. It, I think too many people look at uh, what they don't have or what someone else has, and it's nothing wrong with wanting things, but I think sometimes we don't recognize the blessings that we have right in front of us. That coming from Marvin Graves, uh, typically our Monday morning quarterback this week with the holiday season, Christmas Eve and Christmas, talking here on a Wednesday. Marvin, you know, the the, the gift that, that you've had, what are the things that you're thankful for? What are, you know, some of the best gifts that you've been given, be it material, be it a, be it a mentorship, advice, or something like that? When you look at your life right now, here today, in this moment, if I said, what gift are you thankful for, you would tell me what? Uh, family, just to be able to get together with, um, you know, family. And if we're able to, you know, give gifts, sometimes we'll, um, you know, actually exchange gifts. So, and we sit around and just look at the gifts and see, you know, how or what the person bought. And a lot of times, you know, the, the gifts are not real simple. Like they fit the person's personality. So, you know, honestly, as, as I've gotten older, it, it's just more about being around family, whether it's, you know, last year, I think we just stayed in the house um, and it was just our family. Um, you know, this year it was a smaller gathering of family and then we've had bigger events, um, you know, before. So um, next year we're talking about actually um, doing a cruise. So, you know, my wife and my niece, you know, they were on online looking at, you know, like a little three-day cruise or something like that. And we're going to attempt as a family to just start paying on it now. And if we can make it happen, we will. If we can't, then, you know, but that's our goal for next year. And, you know, the family, I would just say family. And, you know, that that's the, you know, one of the things that has come up is that, you know, some people have asked for different things like that, you know, like, hey, instead of buying me gifts and stuff, I already have uh, you know, more than enough. I already have a bunch of material things, so why not just, you know, why not we all just go on a cruise and do something together? So the family trip thing is something that has been coming up, and there's there's obviously, 
you know, something to say about that and some merit to that of, you know, let's make a memory as opposed to you buying me a book or a camera or whatever. Absolutely. And, you know, we want to carry on the tradition of, you know, the way my parents and just the way uh, it was taught, you know, just, you know, being with family, you know, grandma's going to be there, she's going to cook this, you know, the tradition of it. But, you know, as we evolve, we could take those same traditions and sometimes go on trips and, you know, or, you know, have an event catered, whatever the case may be. But the common denominator is family. Yeah. And in in, in family, I'm sorry, and in family, you have to include, you know, friends and associates as well. So, you know, that's what I mean by immediate family and, you know, your friends and your associates. So. Speaking here with Marvin Graves, Marvin, tell me about your your Syracuse family. Who are who are some of those teammates and you know people that that you would say are a part of that extended family? Everybody, everybody that I've come in contact with uh, the day that I stepped on campus um, at Syracuse, um, from Ivan Fears, who brought me out of D.C. to Syracuse, Randy Etzel. You know, the entire coaches staff, Coach McPherson, um, Coach Maxwell, Bob Casulo, um, the list goes on and on. And all the players in between, you know, the students that, um, you know, were non-student athletes that, you know, we were friends with, you know, still connect with today. Like the SU bond is, is real. It's alive in D.C. It's alive all over the country. So, um you know, the bond is still there, you know, from, from everyone. Uh, and even guys like yourself, you know, I think we're building a relationship through the SU uh, circuit or the, the SU um, bond. So, you know, everyone, you know, Al Wooten, you know, we were, my roommate was Al Wooten at the fullback. We were the only two that came in as roommates in that class that remained roommates throughout the whole time and when Lawrence Moten my buddy from you know Washington D.C. and teammate came up um you know we decided to get a three-bedroom apartment so but we lived together the entire five years that we were there so um you know Al and I still are in contact Shelby Hill I was texting with him uh last week so you know it's everyone man and I agree with you, and I definitely, you know, I see that too, you know, building that bond. And that's the beautiful thing about it is, I mean, obviously I didn't I didn't go to SU and I didn't play football at SU, but the way that people like yourself, speaking here with Marvin Graves, you know, so many different people that have brought me into this, this brotherhood and this family that, you know, you don't have to play on the team to be a part of it. And I can't thank you guys enough for, for bringing me into the family because of this bond of of you know just speaking and and just sharing you know thoughts not just on football but on life and and on the things that matter so you know it's it's a dream of mine that I have it's a dream of mine that I carry with me it's the hard work and the determination and the hope but then on the other side of it it's people like yourself that appreciate that and open the door to that and you know if it's if there's not people like you then you know I I push and I push but that door doesn't you know necessarily get open as easily so I want to thank you for what you've done and for you know helping me to feel like part of the family 
Oh, man, you're welcome. And, you know, I'm just moving how my spirit told me to move. And, you know, we, I think we've had a great season so far. I think I'm growing, um, you know, actually speaking on the radio and just talking to SU football and staying connected. Um, you know, it makes me want to connect more. And as I have time to, you know, maybe know more about the football team and, you know, the stories of the coaches and, you know, things of that nature, it's just a way of, you know, just staying in the Syracuse community. And um, I'm just trying to do all that I can with the circumstances that I have to stay connected. And this, you know, I thank you for, you know, inviting me on and coming up with the idea. And I think it's been a great thing. That coming here from Marvin Graves, our typical Monday morning quarterback that's hanging out here on a Wednesday live on Wake Up Call on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT due to the shortened week due to the holiday season. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody as well. Marvin, the game is just a couple days away. I can't believe that I'm sitting here in my studio, and before I know it, I'll be sitting in Orlando and, uh, you know, around this team and, and whatnot. So what are you most excited about about, uh, about this week? What are you looking forward to? And, you know, just kind of what your thoughts are in the grand scheme of things because we have an opportunity here for Syracuse to do something pretty tremendous. We have Marvin here on the, on the line with us. And, uh, Marvin, just, just speaking with you, we lost you here for a second. But speaking with you about, about just in a couple days, it's going to be the bowl game. It's West Virginia. It's Syracuse. It's Orlando, Florida. It's exciting. The stage is set. This is, you know, I trust my sources in the industry, and, and this is what they said was going to happen, and, and here it is. So just what your thoughts are now that it's so tangible and it's so close. Oh, man. I, I, I just – it takes me back to the days when – you know, I actually was preparing for a bowl game and, you know, just that whole time, um, you know, after the last game of the season and you have to practice and wait, you know, as a player to get this close to that time, it just takes me back to, you know, that time where, you know, it's like exciting, but, you know, it's almost like you get a little nervous, the butterflies, um, and it, it's almost time to go to war and it's just like all the preparation and, but the camaraderie with the guys, when you look back on it, just the just the plane trips, the bus rides, the dinners, um, the autograph signings, whatever the case may be, the interaction with your coaches, your players, things that happen at practice, and then you actually go out there and and play the game. Like you said, the stage is set, and you know what a great way to finish the season and, and to beat West Virginia, um, a team that we're very familiar with. Yeah, you know, and, and to see, you know, this game that's coming up and just what, you know, what there is with this, just what you could say about, you know, like you said, for you, it's watching them get ready for this bowl game is, is you know, in your mind, you're you're preparing yourself and in your mind, you know, you feel it kind of going through your veins. What is it like for you to, you know, have experienced that and now you see these guys and, and, and like you were saying, you you almost feel like it's happening to you just how amazing that is, and just to describe that to the fans of, hey, I'm not in this game, but, you know, being an alum of this team, I'm in this game. Well, the one thing that excites me is that um, it's like once you've been in a situation, whether it's football, when you've been in a team sport and you've experienced winning, um, 
there's certain things that you can just kind of see with the swag of the team, the coaches. Um, it, there's just certain things that you can see, and you know, oh yeah, like they have it. And um, I think we got a, a winning football team. I think we have uh, a swag with our team, and that's that's what I see. So it's exciting to actually come out, you know, now knowing how that feels. And then being from, you know, uh, the coaching side and uh, stepping away from the game and actually uh, have coached the game before, you know, I'm excited to see how, you know, we're going to attack them. I want to see, you know, those weeks leading up to the game, you know, what was your game plan? You know, what was the offensive game plan? What's the defensive game plan? What are you going to try to take away? So, you know, that that's, that's what excites me is because, you know, I kind of, I'm looking at the whole thing from, you know, a coaching's perspective, a player's perspective, a preparation perspective. And um, like I said, you got two great teams that um, it's going to be a great game, and I just can't wait. That coming from Marvin Graves, Syracuse Orange quarterback in their history. And and Marvin, you know, to, to have this game coming up and to have it to be a rivalry and, and whatnot, just what you want to say about West Virginia, because West Virginia is tangible to you. It's tangible to, to Rob Drummond. It's tangible to Donovan McNabb. It's tangible to so many people in, the, in this history. And the head-to-head series has been something that's been very meaningful in, in, you know, the history of Syracuse football and in the history of West Virginia as well. West Virginia likes to talk. Jerome Smith, you know, sp- spoke to me about this. Syracuse wins uh, overall in the all-time record. Syracuse had 33 wins to 28 of West Virginia, and Syracuse has won the last three straights. Just bring me into this rivalry and 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 why West Virginia is a rival and, and if they were talking smack back then like they're talking it now. Oh, man. Like, when you look back on it, like, those are the type of football games that, you know, you really find out who you are as a team. You find out about the other team. Um, that That's what rivalries are about. And, you know, that junior year, my junior year, and I'm sure a lot of the SU fans and yourself is familiar with it, um, the brawl down there, and we drive down after that, um, and, and Chris Gedney, you know, rest his soul, made a great catch. To We actually won. The defense closed it out with an interception by Tony Jones. Uh, but the brawl, uh, that's that's what it's about. And that's not anything that was ever planned by myself or anyone on our team. But that stemmed from the whole game. Them playing at home, uh, us running the option into the boundary. These guys are taking shots, getting in my face, and, you know, the rest not calling it. And that one particular play uh, set off a riot that I'm not proud about, but you just saw how our sideline responded, and you see those guys coming running across the field. You just had two teams that wanted to win, and that's what it comes down to. Um, The rivalry is about winning, and they give it their all, and we give it our all, and that's what makes it great. So that rivalry is coming up here at the uh, just a couple days here. It's going to be on Friday, December 28th, 5.15 p.m. Eastern time in Orlando, Florida. Marvin, you and I have spoken about this game the last couple weeks. If you're standing in the locker room, you're looking at these guys, what do you say to Eric Dungy? I would say to Eric Dungy, uh, from a coaching's perspective, um, I think the first thing that I would tell him is ball security. 
Um, that would be the first thing that I would say. If we can't score it, let's punt it away, unless we have to make a play. So number one would be ball security. Um, number two would be uh, just focus on the situation, down the distance, situational football. And from there, uh, if we could just take one play at a time, uh, just play one play at a time, play the down and distance, and just be yourself. And that's all I would say to him. That coming from Marvin Graves as we get set here for this Syracuse bowl game. What does it mean to you, Marvin, as an alum of the team, that they're back down in Florida? I mean, what type of weight does that carry? They they win nine games. There's bowls all over the country. There's you know, It's the only sport that I know of from the things that I've broken down that collegiately or professionally more than 50% of the teams in action make the postseason. So what does Florida mean? To a Syracuse player, does Florida, because it's not a New Year's Six ball, it's not the college football playoff, but when you get told you're going south, you're going down to Florida or Louisiana or Georgia or something like that, does that carry a special weight to a Syracuse player, in your opinion? Does that hold some type of special weight of, hey, you guys got this far, congratulations? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, look at the time of year. I mean, it's cold in Syracuse. Um, so you have kids, you know, from around the country, you have kids that have never experienced the winter like you experienced in upstate New York. Um, you know, it's almost like a stepping stone or, or kind of a, 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 a little toss of this is what it could be like, you know? So, um, you know, where did we play last year? Um, so my thing is to be able to go to Florida, to be able to play against a quality football team, I think these guys got to look at it as a step in the, re- in the right direction. And to have that goal to shoot for, to play in the game the following week. So uh, it's a great opportunity, and I hope that they recognize that. And coming from Marvin Graves. Marvin, final words on the bowl game, final thoughts on, you know, Syracuse sold out their allotment of tickets to the fans. They So those the tickets that they had that they were given that the bowl wanted them to sell are gone. Just overall final thoughts on the game and, and, and on the fact that the fans were asked to show up. Dino asked them to come, and they obliged Dino Babers and the entire Syracuse team, and they bought those tickets. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I'm, I'm, that's what I, that's what I expect from SU. So that doesn't surprise me that, you know, that, that's what I meant earlier when you see certain things, like, you know, you have a winner. So they showed up, you know, when I was there, the, the, the bowl games that I watched film on, uh, before I got there with Todd Philcox and, uh, Don McPherson and those guys. Michael Owens, you know, the Hall of Fame Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, I believe it was. You know, SU fans showed up. Um, So they showed up for us, and Syracuse has it right now. And that's why those tickets are gone. And for the most part, you know, that's what our fans do. So I'm really not surprised by it. That coming from Syracuse Orange quarterback alum Marvin Graves. Marvin, as always, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything that you're doing. A Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to you. And uh, hopefully you and I can get some FaceTime sometime soon. And in the meantime, you know, I always appreciate having you on the phone and and picking your brain about the world of sports and, and more importantly, the, the world of life. So thank you for your kind words and 
your positivity and everything that you have brought to the show. And thank you for being you. And I, I just uh, I hope that you get to spend some more quality time with the family and do the things that matter. And then I look forward to being back on the air with you very soon. You're welcome, Dan. And, you know, I appreciate you. I think the feelings are mutual. And, um, you know, let's get this W. All right. And coming from Marvin Graves, you heard it, Cuse. Get that dub and do it against a team that always likes to remind you that they're better, even though historically they're not. We'll take a step aside here on the show. Marvin, thank you as always. Take care.